Welcome to The Pink Mug, a sisterhood podcast where we have real conversations with real girls in our world about life, faith, and sisterhood. Today, we are excited to present part two of our conversation with Dawn Cherie Wilkerson as she shares her personal story of infertility and what God taught her during her season of waiting. She talks about how, as women, we can attach inaccurate assumptions to what God is up to when things don't go according to our plans, and speaks wise words to every single girl on what we should be doing during our waiting season. This is a super powerful conversation that will speak directly to your heart. We are so glad you are part of this month's episode of The Pink Mug. so much fun. I am just loving our conversation and we're actually yes. extending from our last episode which yeah. we had so much fun. We had a talking blast about I personalities yes. and just getting to know each other better actually yes. which is yeah. awesome. But I was thinking about um, personality and I was thinking about everybody is stressed by something mm-hmm. within their the way God's made them. What stresses you? Oh my goodness. I think we all have a lot of things that stress us. That's a curveball. Let me see. Um, you know, she didn't I didn't know I was going to ask her that. I think it, it's. We're I, jumping right into it. Yeah, I like love in it. The I think probably if I'm honest, which I am going to be honest, I think the thing that stresses me is when I feel like I'm not doing good enough. Okay. That pressure of like that I'm not walking out my purpose or meeting the mark or being there for the people that I love, yeah. doing something that, you know, that, that should be better. to your yeah. expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that you talk about, because it's a part of your journey, and I don't know if it's connected to stress, but just how you've had to wait on things. Yes. And as a person that likes things to happen at certain times. Like you talked about in the last episode how you like to be scheduled. And with Wyatt, your baby, you are on a schedule to make sure he gets fed. I remember that part. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Does the schedule stop after one? Uh, Is that just a one-child mentality? You know, I'm a a seven on the Enneagram, which if you didn't hear the last episode, we talked a little bit about that. But... Um, so I'm a pretty free spirit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, for example, we homeschooled our kids. Incredible. And we started homeschooling when they were in third, fourth, and fifth grade. Yeah. And John's an eight. He's like, everything is like just, it's supposed to be a certain way. So when we decided to homeschool, he set up a room in our home. So he had desks and he had a chalkboard or a, a whiteboard at the front of the room and How a, cool a map that? on the wall. And I mean, that was going to be the school room. So the first day, <laughs> I'm like, we get all the kids down and all set up and I'm ready to teach them. I think we made it for a half hour. <laughs> no. Like, I was like, I cannot stand being in the room, this room. You left the classroom. Oh, you needed yeah, the space. Like, yeah. So where did we you did, do school? Oh, where whatever we room. Yeah. Outside. Oh, yeah. At like, the grocery store. So it, like, totally stressed him. He's like, how are they going to learn if you're not in the classroom? I'm like, hey, it's going to work out. You're like, so, that can be your office. Yeah. I, I mean, it actually it. did turn into his it office. Did. You're right. <laughs> Seriously, many days we just sat on our bed. Like, That's our awesome. bed and had our books out. Or in the so family cool. room. Yeah, we to us. And we made it through 
high school, yeah, college. She graduated. <laughs> you guys are the best. From high school, from college, and she's really it's smart. Incredible. So God help me. Home God help me. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, back to the topic. Yeah. <laughs> so just waiting stress you? Yeah, I think it does. I think waiting is always unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you only wait on things that you value. And so all of us, we're we're waiting on something, whether it's... all the time. For for me, we went through eight years of infertility, waiting on being able to have a baby. So uh, we started trying to have a family, uh, I think, three, four, five years into our marriage and found out it was my 25th birthday. I was on my way to work when we worked with Rich's parents, and I had an early doctor's appointment, and my blood test had come back. And my doctor just looked at me and she was like, you're going to have a really tough time having a baby. And she handed me a business card for an infertility specialist. And she said, you know. Because of your blood work. Yeah, because of my blood work. Okay. So she said, "Um, this is who I want you to go see. There's nothing else that really I can do. But you go and visit them and start the process because it's probably going to take you longer. And I, I never dreamed. I remember crying on the way to work and then just being like, you know what, this is not even like going to be my story because yeah. my mom had given birth six kids you she know she had an easy time she had an easy yeah my dad winked yeah. at her she got pregnant <laughs> like I'm like that, they don't know they don't know what they're talking about like everything's fine and do you know I didn't even tell my mom my mom is my best friend I didn't tell my parents for a year for a year Did I was you? so trying to just figure it out on my yeah. own I didn't want that label on my life of infertility. I didn't want that to be my story. And I just was like, I'll do the doctor's appointments. I'll do the blood work. I'll do the tests. I'll do whatever. Like, I can figure this out. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just took so much longer. I ended up waiting so much longer. You know, you think one, two, three, four, five years, six years. So even within that, you you created a plan. Yeah, in your mind. In a timeline. And you thought, if I do these things. Yeah, I thought, fine, I can wait a little bit. Like, we can do this. It'll be fine. Like, I'm. I'm young and uh, how did Rich process that diagnosis? He was great. He's 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 very patient. For somebody that is also a driver and and likes to see things Mm -hmm. done, he never put that pressure on me. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. He just always celebrated the moment, was like, whatever happens, we're gonna have a family and God's with us, and his plan is perfect, and he is very encouraging the whole way. So you started out, you received this news yeah. um, that becoming pregnant is going to be tough. It's it's not going to be easy for you. Right. So then you went into this mode of, okay, what do we need to do, yes. and I'll make this happen. So year one, year two, yeah, year three. three. When did it start to be like, okay, this is going to be hard? This isn't... This isn't going like yeah. I'm planning. Because you even had a plan within the understanding of infertility. You're like, yes. okay, if I do these things. So when did you, like, yeah, this is long. When did it hit home? Yeah. yeah. I think a couple years in. I think a couple years in. But I do think I had a breaking moment probably because it happened on my birthday. It's a very easy uh, marker yeah. in my life, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that next August when I told my family, that was a breaking moment for me of, like, Humility and yeah. being honest, and uh, just coming to a place of like, Don Shree, the point is not for you to have everything together yeah. and to figure yeah. it out. Like, the point is for you to be open with your family and like walk through this yeah. together. Yeah. And I'm so grateful I did because it brought so much strength and perspective. Remember my dad looking at me and just being like, Listen, 
this isn't even about you. Like, take the pressure off of you. God knows when this baby's yeah. supposed to come into history. Don't you want the best yeah. plan? Was there and it shame? shifted Was there for me. shame in it? Like, did you feel Yeah. That? Yeah. I, I just, I didn't want that label. I didn't yeah. want to be known even for preaching. At that point in my life, I started to speak a little more just mm-hmm. in our church. It was never something that I was like, I want to travel and speak. Mm-hmm. Just came out of sewing in local ministry mm-hmm. and but I ne- I never shared it publicly. I never stood up if they had prayer. I, it was very private for me until 6 years in wow. and I shared. Oh, wow. I shared it 6 years in and um that was Was that like a shift in your trust? It's a shift, but I think right. God is so patient with us, mm-hmm. right? That's why I tell yeah. people your journey is different. And yeah. for me, people always want to know, well what did you do to have a baby? How did you I think that infertility specifically, women can get tied up in other people's specific journey, mm-hmm. and you can't do that yeah. because everybody's body is different. Yeah. So I've always been really honest. Doctors have always been a part of our journey. I thank God for doctors. I thank God for their treatment. Like, I've never shied away from that. That doesn't mean it's everybody mm-hmm. else's yeah. road. Yeah. But uh, I think that people can get really tied up in, like, the chat rooms and people yeah. being negative about their husband or yeah. mm-hmm. having to have sex on a schedule to try to have a child. Yeah. Like, you allow that mentality yeah. to get yes. in your brain, yeah. and all of a sudden you buy into it. Yeah. You don't have to live by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be idealistic, yeah. like, but you don't, you don't have to live by that. Yeah. You can be focused on the purpose that God's yeah. placed in front of you. You can balance the doctor's yeah. appointments. You can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Listen to your body. Rest when you need to. But you can... You can enjoy life. Yeah, that's good. And I love because I've heard you say something before, like that. Um, you looked back and you wouldn't have, you know, traded those eight years for anything. No, I wouldn't. And how God had a plan, and through that, He was doing something in you, mm-hmm. and He was doing something through you and Rich. Yeah. And if you would have had a baby, good. what what you were seeing God do wouldn't have yeah. happened. We wouldn't have. Yeah, we yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. take those eight years back yeah. for anything for anything because I really did find who I am in God and who yeah. God is to me. Yeah. He developed so many things in us. There was so much work to do, yeah. honestly. Yeah. There was so much work to do um, that that I, I, did, I don't want to miss so out you, on looking back. you would view it as it was part of God's plan. Absolutely. I don't, I don't view it as an attack from the enemy. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I really view it That's as so like good. this That's is so God's good. plan. That's good for somebody yes. out there to hear yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and me like having a baby. I wasn't. If that never happened, yeah. we weren't going to look at it as defeat. Yeah. Right. There, there are plenty of incredible children mm-hmm. that need homes. Yeah. Like foster care is such a big thing in our church. It's something that we champion mm-hmm. as yeah. a church. It's one of the largest right. initiatives for our community. And right. it's, it's in no way were we going to be like if I can't conceive a child, like that's the end. No way. Yeah. Like yeah. no way. Were there um, moments within the, those eight years where you felt a, a specific word from the Lord? Or yeah, the, mm-hmm. there were. Well, it goes back to my childhood. When I was born, my parents give each of us a scripture. Mm-hmm. So that the scripture is, they yes. gave me was Isaiah what forty thirty one. Yeah, I love it. And the scripture is, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll How mount up perfect. with wings like eagles. Yeah. They'll run, not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. So that, did that come back to your mind? It, oh, a million times. Wow. 
A million times it did. And, I mean, sometimes you're like, why did you give me that scripture? (laughs) This is a a self-fulfilling prophecy. (laughs) Like, why why did you speak that over me? But it wasn't. It was just the Holy Spirit prompting them to give me something to hold on to. That that even as I wait, like, I'm moving forward. Like, when you wait on God, like... You know, he there's still things to do. Yeah. He's still yeah, giving you strength. There's still stuff yeah. to do. Yeah. You just didn't sit and yeah, and that yeah. God never wastes that longing to be a mother. Yeah. Like I don't look and say, okay, a year and a half ago I became a mom. Like mm-hmm. leading team at church, yeah. you're a mom. Loving people at your work, mm-hmm. you're a mom. Like don't yeah. don't yeah. allow so, yeah. that nurturing need inside of you to go to waste mm-hmm. or be put on a shelf for just mm-hmm. your child. Yeah. That's not the kingdom of God. No. That's not God's plan for us. Like yeah. so understanding that I, I can be a mom right now. I can I led the choir. Oh, I can so love yes. the choir. Like <laughs> so I can good. I can sew my life into yeah. that. Yeah. You know, who who around you today do you so need to good. love and nurture so and use that? Whatever you're waiting on, just start to use that love that you've been storing yeah. up in your heart towards well, the people around here's you. Here's the deal. You're not waiting on blessing. Yeah. You know, sometimes we can yes. say, well, oh, if this would happen, then I would be blessed. Yes. Yeah. God wants to bless you in your waiting. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And you probably can look back and say, well, there's blessing after blessing yeah. after blessing. Oh, yes. That, yeah. um, through that experience. If you're open to it, yeah. it's mm-hmm. all our heart. It's, it's how like we're looking what, at life. Yeah. God wants to move while you wait. And, you know, the Bible promises that he's close to the brokenhearted. Yeah. And I look back on the last eight years, and I know, like, some of the most intimate moments with God, some of the, some of the deepest um, assurance um, moments in His presence yeah. Yeah. came in that wait yeah. because He's close. He yeah. makes Himself known if you seek Him. And, yeah, it's, it's stuff that you hold on to for the rest of your life. So I had yeah. that scripture back to, the, back yeah. to waiting. Yeah. But then probably, oh, man, it was maybe three or four years into the journey. I was at a conference on the other side of the world yeah. and a huge arena full of women. It was Color Conference yeah. by Hillsong. Yeah. And uh, I was I was attending. So I was sitting in the auditorium, and there was a woman sitting next to me that I'd never met before. Her name is Olive. She's such an incredible woman of God. And you just never know. Like, sometimes yeah. you think that you're going to a conference to hear the speaker, but it could be the community around yeah, you so that yeah. speaks to you right. way yeah. louder than right. anybody on the stage. And so Olive mm-hmm. is incredible. I didn't know that that morning she had woken up. Her husband was literally fighting for his life. She still decided to show up. That's so powerful and right there. And God yep. said, hey, I have two he people purpose for, her. for you to speak yeah. to. Yeah. Like wow. literally said, there's two people for you yeah. to speak to. And I was one of them. And she happened yeah. to sit next to me. And there was a time in the message where the pastor said, hey, I want you to pray on the person mm-hmm. on your left, right? We began to pray together. I prayed for her husband. And then she started to pray over me. And I remember her whispering in my ear, just saying, you're going to travel the world preaching mm-hmm. the gospel with a baby in one hand and a Bible in the wow. other. And when she spoke that, oh, it was just goodness. like, you know, because she, powerful. it is. Yeah. She didn't know that I, no. I was back home sharing, you know, preaching with our She'd local community. We She'd didn't know met. each other. No, we didn't wow. know each other at all. Wow. And wow. that was something for me to hold on to. Wow. And there may have she been. She had a, to step out in faith. Yes, too. She, she did. had to step out in faith in to the speak middle of it, her and then pain. you had yeah. to believe it. Yes. To see behind mm-hmm. her situation. And again, yeah. in the middle of her pain, wow. she like decided to share. So I held on to that. And, yeah. you know, I've heard stories of women receiving words at conferences, and I just, I love it. It's amazing. Like they go home, and the next week they're pregnant. It was not that way for me. <laughs> 
So I went home, and it was like several more years. Wow. It so was then you were three, waiting, four more you were, years. It was like you were waiting in your wedding. Yeah, I was waiting in my wedding. Because yeah. you probably created yeah. a timeline again. Yeah. yeah. Okay, God, you spoke wow. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then, this is how it came about for me to share my story for the first time. Pastor Bobby invited me to speak at conference oh a few goodness. years later. So I'm like, I, I already. I was there. I already, yep. You were. We both were. But I already like knew. I'm like, okay, God, I, I know your plan now. Like oh, I was, wow. you know, visiting doctors, going through different procedures. I'm like, this is a year out. I'm going to be, I'm going to have a baby. By the time I, I'm there, yeah. and I'm going to get to give you glory, God. I'm going to yeah. get to say, here's the baby in one hand, here's the Bible in the other. Yeah. And the year rolled around, and I wasn't wow. pregnant. I didn't have the baby. Were you ever angry? I think I was, but it, it never stayed. I think that, so there it, were moments I have to be really honest, I didn't, I didn't struggle with that a lot. God gave me a real peace. Yeah. He really did. He gave me a real peace. Wow. And I don't, I don't want to be insensitive, but I want to be honest. Would you say the peace came from being in his presence? Yes. I think the peace comes from worship. Yeah. I think the peace comes from leaning in to releasing day after day, like yeah. going, I don't I don't know the plan, but you know where for me the peace comes from? I really believe and desire his best plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I want that. Exactly. I don't want anything less so than that. And I think I would just hang my hat on that every day. Yeah. Like I, I really don't want my own plan in my yeah. one and only life. We think we do. Yeah. yeah. I really don't you know, want yeah. it. You know? So I think it's going to be easier and or better yeah. or more blessing. Yeah. It's not. It's not. And then yeah. choosing not to hide. Yeah. So yeah. choosing to go to the baby showers, choosing to push yeah. through that pain, um, not think about myself. Celebrating what you want. Yeah. You're waiting. You have to fight. Waiting, you have to fight yes. You're waiting. Yeah. You're incredible. Well, and as we were talking, I was thinking of that verse, like you talking about that, like no good thing will he withhold. Yeah. And like if we That's truly great. trust yeah. the Lord, like he'll give us what we need. Yes. Yeah. And you know, he'll in there's, the right timing and there's good in there's yeah. good things happening in the yeah. waiting. There's blessing yeah. in the waiting. Yeah. And your so pa- your pain yeah. and your weight, it's your it's your platform. Because yeah. God uses broken death. Yes. Yeah. That's what he he uses. Yeah. He doesn't use the, yeah. the great parts of the things yeah. that we think. Yeah. Like he, he uses yeah. because that's the only thing that connects with the hurting right. world around us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you've shared your story like probably countless times and it's so encouraging to so many women in different yeah. seasons, not yeah. just infertility, but so. it's transferable mm-hmm. to so many different women. Mm-hmm. We're all waiting on something. Yeah, we are. So Every true. single person. You so know, true. I think Savannah, there's girls out there today that are listening to this yeah. and they're waiting on yeah. something similar yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you want to talk about that? Just sure. So, yeah, like, you know, I'm waiting to be married, if that's what the Lord has for me. But uh, kind of what Don Cherie is saying, like, I want, I want what the Lord wants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to trust the Lord. And I think, you know, I think of her verse, which has really encouraged me, the Isaiah 40, 31, like, those who wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength and they will run and not grow weary. Yeah. And they, or I think I got a little confused, but they will, they will run, run and, and not, not grow, grow weary. weary. They will walk, walk and, and not, not grow faint. faint. Mm-hmm. But like, just to keep moving and yeah. not waste the time. And so like, if you're, whatever you're waiting on, um, yeah. don't waste the time, but like, I'm blessed being single. I have more time like to invest in relationships. Oh, and I feel yeah. like this year the Lord's like, 
stop thinking about yourself. That's good. Like, stop That's thinking so about what good. you want, but go find girls who are in need and hurting yeah. and invest that time and pray for girls. Yeah. Like, we have a, there's a group of us that are kind of all in the same season, and when I want to pray for myself, I think of someone else I can pray for. That's good. Because I'm like, I'm not the only one in this season. Yeah, that's There's so other good. people in this season, so and I can encourage them and lift them up and think outside of myself, yeah. but trusting that the Lord, He'll bring it about in the right timing. Yeah. Like, He's so faithful. He yes. is. But you have to, like, I think you have to speak that to yourself because yeah. the enemy will, he'll lie mm-hmm. to you. So you have to just remind yourself of the faithfulness of God and be like, self, <laughs> like, he, he I'm not going to mope, you know? Yes. Like, I'm not going to mope To feel that. less than. Yeah. Yeah. You to know? feel like you're missing. Yeah, you're yes. missing out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that you, I've heard you teach on a couple times is just how worship and music is yeah. strengthening to your spirit. And was that a part of your waiting as well? Did God totally. use worship? Yeah. Was there any particular song that? Oh my goodness! That was there were encouraging a lot. To you? Yeah, there were a lot of songs. One of the most significant albums, probably for me, in just our marriage, mm-hmm. our relationship, was Brian and Jen Johnson's. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they recorded an album together, and uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. After all these years. Yeah. Wow. And we just, we, Rich and I would play worship constantly mm-hmm. in our home and just allow that, to fill that your home peaceful with worship yeah. to fill yeah. our home with praise. Praise changes your heart. Uh, yeah. yeah, it does. It changes your heart. It gives you a peace, settles your soul. Yeah. It empowers you. Yeah. You know, it, it empowers yeah. you. It reminds you of who you are and that God's yeah. in control. And Yeah. Yeah, I, I, the, the last song I wrote, I, both of my parents write music, and so I've grown up writing music That's too. Right. I love it. They, but, your mom wrote children's yes. songs, and Wyatt's listening. Yes, to it now. the yes. best. I Can you it. sing one? Yeah. Yes. So her songs like they teach emotional intelligence. I love it because our home was full of kids, and yeah. she, when I was two years old, um, she realized like. I, God, there's going to have to be a miracle for these yeah. kids to get along. Like, yeah. I don't want to go by what the world says yeah. is the status quo of relationships mm-hmm. in my home. Like, I want my kids yes. to love each other. So the first song she ever wrote for mm-hmm. us, and then it just evolved, was called Best Buddies. And that's what we ended up calling really mm-hmm. just the uh, the group because we would sing together every month until I was 16. <laughs> so the first song just says, we're going to be the best buddies. This world has ever seen. I love it. We'll be loyal to each other and we'll share everything. I know it sounds like a miracle, but that's just what we'll be. Because with Jesus, he'll make buddies out of you and me. I love that's that. it. I love that. So she yeah, wrote that. She did. And it and then from the, there she wrote hundreds of songs, literally. Just she based on to every situation in our home. In your home. She did. That was uplifting and yes. encouraging. She and wanted to faith-filled. teach us through melody and lyrics how to view life, yeah. how to view God, how to view so each good. other. Yeah, and going back to the waiting and the worship. Yeah. Worship yeah. can yeah. train your mind. It can, yeah. To in whatever season you're in, totally. to give glory and honor yeah. to God yes. and yeah. change the atmosphere yes. of your yeah. heart. Yeah. I know, Savannah. 
You are always worshiping. I always have my music on. You always have your from, music on. Almost from the moment I wake up. Because I know I need it. Yeah. Yes. I have to set the atmosphere of my day. And in my car, I always have my music blaring. <laughs> but yeah. Is there a song that mm. just encourages you? Or right now in what you, so your season songs. of waiting, is there something that it's in, yeah. that you would say, uh, yeah. you need to listen to this song to the girls out there? Yeah, I've been listening to Carrie, Carrie Job's awesome. Yeah, she is. But, um, no, just her, her music. She has a song called Speak to Me. And so I've just been like, Lord, I don't want to be speak Like, I can speak negativity and I can listen to the enemy. I want you to speak to me. I, I need to hear your voice for you to steady me, like you were talking yeah. about. Like, just to be mm-hmm. have a steadiness in the presence of the Lord. There's mm-hmm. a stability that comes. And so not for me to just talk to the Lord, but, like, for me to give space mm-hmm. for him to talk to me. Yes. And just to, to lean in. So I've just been listening to like on repeat like just on repeat like Mm -hmm. listening to that song and it just just enjoying Mm -hmm. God's presence taking time to enjoy it so I would say that to girls like don't get so busy with life but enjoy God's presence because there's something he wants to say to you while in your worship he wants to speak to you yeah that's so good I know during times of challenge or waiting for me girls have shared worship with me and so often I'll just get a text out of the blue and say you need to listen to this song. Yeah. You know, maybe even this song that Savannah shared, you're like, well, I need to listen to that. You know, you can access it yes. on iTunes. So it's great. Um, YouTube or, yeah. or YouTube, yeah. yeah. So, so good. So I don't know if you're in a season of waiting today, or maybe you know a friend that is. Mm. I would encourage you to listen to this podcast again, and maybe with a friend, share it. Um, because that's how we encourage each other. It's true. Yes. Pass it on. And so thanks for being with us today, Don Cherie. Oh, it's an honor. I love you guys. Y'all are family. Will you come back? Uh, Anytime. With Um, baby number two. Yes. Yes. I can't wait. Every time I'm here, I'm pregnant. It's really funny. More to come. Yes, more to come. That's great. Savannah, would you pray to close out? I would love to. I would love to. God, we just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be together, Mm -hmm. God, as a sisterhood, Lord. And we just thank you for what you're doing in our lives, God. We thank you that, like we talked about today, no season is a waste, God. That's right. But, Lord, you are a good God. And I just pray, Lord, that you'd speak to every girl, Lord, that is in a season of waiting, no matter what it is. If it's infertility, Lord, if it's maybe a job, Lord, relationships, God, Lord, um, marriage, Lord, whatever they're waiting on, God, that you would just encourage them today that, Lord, you have them exactly where they're supposed to be, that you have not forgotten them, God, that you will not forsake them, Lord, but, God, that you have a perfect plan, like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for you know the plans you have for them, God, and they're good plans. So I just pray that you would speak to every girl, Lord, Lord, that you build their faith, Lord, through this podcast, that their faith would be built, Lord, through things that were shared, God, that you'd bring them back to memory, Lord, Lord, in those seasons, in those moments, moments where they're concerned, they're stressed, Lord, they're anxious, that they would just remember who you are, Lord, and who they are in you, God. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your love for your daughters. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before we close, Dontre, do you have like a word from the Lord to give? Absolutely. For a girl out there that's waiting. Yeah, I think that I would just tell you that you're not alone. Whatever you're waiting on, your sisterhood is where you're going to find a lot of strength. First and foremost, in the presence of God. But secondly, um, God has created the church. That was his His idea, not ours, because he's given us to each other as gifts relationally to walk together in strength. And so I just encourage you, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Don't, Don't be isolated. 
get out the door and connect with other women who can speak life over you, who can encourage you, who can pray with you and point your eyes to Jesus when you lose your way because we all do at times. We all have those tough days. So you're not alone. Keep your head up. God has the best in front of you and you're so loved. So I hope you've been encouraged today. That's right. Well, we love you. We're so glad you shared this time with us and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on The Pink Mug. Be sure to tune in right here on the second Tuesday of each month for a brand new episode. We would love for you to like and share today's show with your friends and connect with us on social media. Follow Design Sisterhood on Facebook and Instagram to learn more about who we are as a sisterhood and how you can be a part.